are, people. Yes, indeed. This is Story Shed, the storytelling podcast for children of all ages, adults too, cats, carpenters, cacti, everyone and anyone, anything that wants to come and listen, you are all welcome. Welcome one, welcome all. This is episode 29, so very nice of you to join me here in the shed for another shiny new story. New and original stories each and every episode. How's everybody doing out there? I hope you are keeping safe and warm and managing to smile at least once in a while. You may be like me in the midst of a lockdown. You may be listening to this in the future when all this is over. If so, ooh, lucky you. What's it like out there? I can't quite remember. Anyway, here we are with episode 29, and it's a first for me because I am back with a sequel to one of my stories. Yes, way back on episode 19, I did a story called Grandad Beard, the story of a grandad with a very big beard indeed. And now we are back with a story called Grandad Beardless. Yes, Grandad Beardless. So let's hear what that is all about, shall we? Let's crack on and open the door to the shed. Story Shed, episode 29, Grandad Beardless. Grandad Beard had a very big beard indeed. The biggest beard you are ever likely to see. Yes, Grandad Beard had a beard so big, so voluminous, that's a good word, isn't it? So big that he could actually keep things in it. He could store things amongst the wiry mass of beard hair. If he was putting up some shelves, he would keep the nails he needed in his beard and reach in and grab them one by one. He always kept an emergency packet of chocolate limes in there for those times when only a chocolate lime would do. Need a pair of nail scissors to trim your toenails? Grandad Beard could help you out. How about a bobble to tie your hair back? Inside his beard, Grandad Beard would rummage. What colour would you like? he would ask. Need a charger for your mobile phone? A paintbrush? A sachet of salt for your soup? A particular bit of Lego to finish your spaceship? Grandad Beard is your man. Every morning, Grandad Beard would pluck from his beard one of his favourite tea bags, boil the kettle, brew his tea and head out into the garden. Here, he would take in a deep breath, close his eyes, puff out his chest and enjoy the warmth from the morning sunshine which reflected brightly off the various items poking out of his beard. One such morning, Grandad Beard was enjoying his tea when he felt an uncomfortable itch deep inside the hairs on the right-hand side of his face. And then he felt another one, another itch on the left-hand side of his face. It was hard to reach the source of the itch to get past his beard and the various accoutrements within it. Then he began to itch around the moustache area of his beard. And before long, he was itching all over his face. 
every inch of his beard was tingling with unbearable itchiness. Grandad Beard headed indoors and straight to the bathroom. He needed to wash his beard, he thought. This, as you can imagine, was not an easy process. First, he had to root out all the things he kept in there. The notebook, the knife and fork, the Allen keys, the tartar sauce sachets, the ping-pong balls. It all had to come out. This took quite some time and is the reason that Grandad Beard only usually washed his beard once a year. He'd only washed his beard four months ago, so wasn't due another wash for another eight months. But his beard was so itchy, so unbearably tickly, that he rummaged and rooted out all the things and jumped in the shower. Scrubbing and scrubbing at his thick face hair, Grandad Beard used almost a whole bottle of beard shampoo. And for a brief moment, the itchiness stopped. But then it returned, and worse than ever it seemed. He got out of the shower, dried himself, and decided there was only one thing for it. He had to go to the beard doctor. Off he headed into town, itching all the way, scratching at his beard. Er, uh, good morning, Dr Leslie, he said when he reached the surgery. I've got a very painful beard. Dr Leslie took out her beard gloves and put them on. She reached for her beard magnifying glass and peered into Grandad Beard's beard. She took out her beard stick and poked around in Grandad Beard's beard. Eventually, she breathed in sharply through her teeth before saying, I'm very sorry to say, Grandad Beard, that you have a very severe case of prickly beard. Grandad Beard's heart sank. He had heard of Prickly Beard before. Uh, does that mean... He said, but he couldn't bring himself to finish the sentence. Dr Leslie nodded her head and gave a weak smile of support. Grandad Beard knew. He knew the only cure for Prickly Beard was to shave off his beard. A couple of hours later, Grandad Beard was stood in front of his bathroom mirror with a pair of scissors in his hand and a pile of old beard around his feet. He finished shaving his face with a razor and for the first time in years, for the first time he could remember, Grandad Beard didn't have a beard. Grandad Beard was Grandad Beardless. He felt overwhelmingly sad. He took to his bed and thought of all the times he had used his beard to help people. The time he helped a girl who had fallen off her skateboard with plasters from his beard. Or the referee who had needed a whistle and Grandad happened to have one in his beard. Or the cat who he coaxed down from a tree using cat food from his beard. Or the cyclist whose tyre Grandad helped repair with a puncture repair kit. How would he help people like that when he didn't have a beard to keep those things in? Three days Grandad Beard stayed in bed. Three days, wallowing and worried, afraid to go outside, literally afraid to show his face for the first time in many, many years. On the fourth day of feeling sorry for himself, Grandad Beard heard a knock at his door. He tried to ignore it once, tried to ignore it twice, 
but eventually hauled himself out of bed and opened his front door. And there stood a little girl. A little girl called Sylvie. A little girl called Sylvie holding a newspaper. I... your... your newspaper, Grandad, stuttered Sylvie, staring at the space where Grandad Beard's beard used to be. Uh, Beard, Grandad Beard, it's still me. Thank you, Sylvie, said Grandad Beard, taking his newspaper and closing the door. Sylvie carried on her paper round, but couldn't shake the sadness she saw in Grandad Beard's eyes out of her mind. So the very next day, Sylvie went back to Grandad Beard's house, even though she didn't have a newspaper to deliver that day. She knocked, and she knocked again, and she knocked again. And eventually Grandad Beard answered, looking even sadder than he did yesterday. Hello, Sylvie, how can I help you? Um... Are you, um, are you okay, Grandad Beard? He looked down at this little girl on his doorstep, this little girl with such concern in her big brown eyes. He looked down at Sylvie, and for the first time in a week, he smiled. He smiled a big, warm smile. Would you like a hot chocolate, Sylvie? Oh, yes, please, Grandad Beard. And a few moments later, they were sat on Grandad Beard's front porch, sipping their hot chocolates. Do you remember that time you were blowing bubbles with your mum in the park? Grandad Beard said. And I spilt all my bubble mixture on the grass, Sylvie continued. Aye, and I happened to be passing and I gave you a brand new bottle straight from my beard. Sylvie nodded. All that time your friend Timmy couldn't join in that game of marbles until you gave him some marbles from your beard. All that time Mrs Cooper lost her glove on bonfire night, and I happened to have one exactly the same for her tucked up in there in my beard. Sylvie nodded again. Well, I wouldn't have been able to help any of you if I'd looked like this back then, said Grandad Beard, pointing at his bald chin. I won't be able to help anyone ever again, he said staring into his empty mug. That evening, back at her own house, Sylvie wolfed down her dinner, grabbed her craft bag stuffed with all kinds of materials and string and wool and headed to her bedroom. She didn't come out until the next day, blurry-eyed and clutching something under her arm. She wolfed down her breakfast too and then cycled as fast as she could back to Grandad Beard's house and knocked, once again, on the old man's door. I've made you something, she panted, and held up a patchwork bag made of all kinds of materials, all kinds of colours. Grandad Beard looked a little confused. You don't get it, do you? Sylvie said. It's not your beard that's special. It's you. You can still help people. You just need somewhere else to keep your things. So I made you this bag. And Grandad Beard smiled that big warm smile again. And the two of them spent the next hour or so filling Grandad's new bag with all kinds of things from sticky tape to lip balm, from biscuits to screwdrivers, from binoculars to mustard. And then they went for a walk wasn't long before they came across Simon and Paul playing ping-pong in the park. 
and just as they reached the table, their ping-pong ball ping-ponged off Paul's bat and down the drain. Uh, Don't worry, boys, said Grandad Beard, reaching into his new bag. I've got just what you need. There we go, that was Grandad Beardless, and I am joined by Belle and Ida to have a little chat about that story. Hello, girls. Hello. Hello. What did we think of that? It was fantastic. Okay, super. So, some questions about Grandad Beardless. How often does Grandad Beard usually wash his beard? Once a year. And why do you think he only washes it once a year? he has to take out all the stuff because he has loads of stuff in his bed. Like more than 100. So what kind of things, this story, there were loads of examples of Grandad Beard helping people with things from his beard. Can we remember some? And he was helping a cat get down a tree with cat food. Tea bags for himself. <laughs> he was helping himself. Plasters for a little girl and a, a whistle. A whistle for effort. Some nails to ha- hang up your walls. Shelves. <laughs> um, lime chocolate. <laughs> chocolate lime. Um, and uh, a sachet of salt. Super stuff. So all kinds of things. And bubbles. In, all kinds of things in his beard. To tie up your hair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he washes his beard once a year. But he has to wash his beard at the beginning of this story. Why? What's wrong with his beard? Um, he has a bad uh, allergy, like itchy stuff in his beard, so he has to shave it off. Ah, oh, yes. What does the doctor tell him he's got? Prickly beard. Prickly beard. He's got a case of prickly beard, so he has to shave his beard off. How did that make Grandad Beard feel? Very, very sad and worried. Why? Because he loved his beard and uh, he loved helping people, but like if he doesn't... if he didn't have his beard, and he can't uh, store stuff, and then he can't help people. But it's really worried. How do we know Grandad Beard was sad and worried? What did he do? He stayed in bed for three days. Okay, so he, he was sad, he'd had to shave his beard off, he was in bed for three days. Who got him out of bed? Sylvie, doing a paper round. Yes, Sylvie was doing her paper round, wasn't she? She saw that that Grandad Beard was sad, and she went home and did what? She made a bag to store all his things in instead of his beard. Fantastic. Yes, she made Grandad Beard a bag. What was the bag like? Can you describe it? Patchwork. Made of li- like loads of different pattern patches. Very colourful, and she made it very quickly after her dinner. Super stuff. So then how does Grandad Beard feel when Sylvie delivers that bag to him? Happy, excited. Like, warm inside. Happy to test it out and see if all the things fit in. Fantastic. And right at the end, Grandad Beard goes with Sylvie for a walk and they see... Simon and Paul! From Paul's pencil. And Simon lost his ping pong ball and it went down the drain. Then Grandad Beard reached into his bag and got a new ping pong ball for them. Hooray! There we go. Play the music. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. 
Good stuff. So is there a message here? Is there a message? Grandad Beard loses his beard, feels like he can't help anybody. Sylvie helps out, makes him a bag, realises he can help. What's the message? Um, if you lost something, just ask somebody to help you. Good. Ask for help if you've got a problem, if you're down about something. Ask someone for help. I like it. Anything else? You can live life without a beard. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's more about how you act than what you've actually got. Fantastic. Yes, he can do the same helping with a beard or with a bag. Fantastic. And finally, girls, who is Grandad Beard based on? Our Grandad. He has a giant beard. <laughs> he has a ginormous beard. He never shaves it. <laughs> and I, I hope he never does. Because it's really, really warm and I like snuggling it. <laughs> it was like a sheep's wool. <laughs> does he keep things in his beard? Well, he sometimes keeps a pencil in there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he <might> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, he doesn't really, but maybe a pencil. Good stuff. Thank you very much. Fantastic. See you next time on Story Shed. Bye-bye. Bonjour! <laughs> there we go. Thank you to our little helpers, Belle and Ida. Super, super stuff. And I'd just like to say a quick hello to Margot and Hasper. Margot left me a wonderful review. Thank you very much for that. I do read them all. I am listening and they do help. So if you want to do it yourselves, then get in touch or leave a review. It's storyshedpodcast at gmail.com. We are knocking around on Twitter and Facebook too if you want to get in touch. I love hearing from everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And I'll see you again next time on Story Shed. Mm-hmm.